You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm excited to share a new series with our listeners on adoption. Um, Just love sharing adoption stories. So excited to partner with our friends at Lutheran Family Service in Iowa uh, who have shared uh, so graciously some of the the families that have partnered with them for adoption. So looking forward to sharing these stories with you today. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon. Joining us today, the Hanson family, Travis and Katie, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about the the Hanson family before adoption was, uh, b- before your adoption in your family. Um, well, I think both Travis and I um, just individually kind of had a lot of professional lives before we even got married. We didn't get married until we were in mid thirties. Um, so we were very kind of absorbed in our professions, um, and then got married and, you know, kind of did a lot of like small travels within the Midwest, um, went to Ireland for our honeymoon, did a lot of outdoor activities, um, running, biking, kind of absorbed in, you know, kind of the exploration part of life together in our early marriage. They run and they bike, Sarah. See, they're Perfect. friends with us already. <laughs> so Sarah's the bicyclist and I'm the runner. So. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> well, we well, definitely don't do as much of that yeah. as we used to. Yeah. <laughs> you thought that we were bikers and runners, I hope. <laughs> so when did you begin thinking about adoption? Um, what was it, about three years into our marriage? Um, so... We had tried going or tried um, having a baby and doing some um, some medical routes. Uh, so we tried, didn't quite get to in vitro, um, but we um, explored that route with no real luck. So um, after you know a couple years of, of actually trying and um, and essentially striking out, we started looking at other options um, and adoption. Adoption came up once, um, so we were, we were traveling, it came up, uh, Katie brought it up and I think I was at that point, wasn't ready for it. Um, and then, but she kind of, she, she got the topic started. So, um, after a couple months of, um, kind of mulling it over and, um, thinking about, you know, the, the benefits and, and what it would look like. Um, we talked to a couple of friends and family and, um, decided to go forward with it. What made adoption important for you? Um, I mean, I think, you know, kind of selfishly early on, we just really wanted to start a family. Um, mm. And it seemed, you know, the typical routes just weren't working. Um, in terms of like the infertility stuff, just we just felt very defeated, you know, in all of those routes um, with just not really having any answers as to why we weren't able to get pregnant naturally. Um, so I think honestly, it was kind of selfish to start where it was just like, Hey, I think this, you know, seems like a way for us to, to gain a family. Um, and now just like looking back on it, what an amazing, you know, miracle adoption is, which is really cool. So, 
So how did you first learn about Lutheran Family Service? I mean, that was really through our pastor. Um, Pastor Keith was one of the people kind of early on that we sat down with and just said, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. Um, Do you have, you know, somebody that you've worked with or do you know of anybody that would be a safe place to kind of start? Um, And we really just wanted, no, we just wanted information. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And we had kind of heard some things, you know, in terms of other stories and things we had read online that, you know, there's some, some organizations out there that maybe aren't the most trustworthy. Um, so we really started with our pastor to try and find somebody that we felt like we could confide in and, and trust to begin with. And he suggested Lutheran Family Service, and they've certainly been a huge, you know, source mm-hmm. for us and, like, and support very much through the whole process. So thinking back to first making that connection with Lutheran Family Service, was it a phone call? Was it a visit? What do you remember about that initial initial connection with Lutheran Family Service? I just remember sitting down in um, Carrie Smith's office and going through questions, feeling, you know, uncertain, trying to figure out what the, um, you know, what we were actually doing and how this process was going to look and, um feeling a lot of, I mean, just out of control that there's the situation itself. We just didn't have, I mean, we were just kind of along for the ride and that, that kind of started at the very beginning. And it is definitely a, uh, a theme that goes throughout the adoption process. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were some things that, uh, that maybe you, you thought it would be like that it ended up being completely different? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think one of the things for me is after we left that first initial face-to-face meeting, um, you know, there's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of like kind of things to go through just to verify that you would be, you know, a good fit as parents and to start a family. And while that's, you know, totally appropriate, there was just a lot of things that we kind of had to check off the list. So I remember leaving, even I can remember walking out um, from Carrie's office just in the parking lot and telling Travis, like, Hey, like, I want to get moving on this. Like, let's just start checking off all these things on the list that we need to do before we could even be, you know, a fit, fit set of parents for a possible adoptive mother um, or birth mother. And so I felt like just having that attitude, I was like, okay, this is going to happen for us. Like, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. Um, And we did all those things and I think a fairly quick amount of time, you know, that we could. And then it was just like a a long wait. (laughs) (laughs) So I think to me, that was like one of those things that I wasn't expecting. I just felt like it's going to be, it's going to happen quickly. Um, And it was, I mean, you know, it was a while. We waited Mm -hmm. a while. So. So it was a hurry up and wait. (laughs) Yeah. Hurry up and wait was the the theme. It was. Mm -hmm. um, And, and I think our first, experience with a potential match was a call that we got um as I, I think it was a middle of the week um luckily we were both working at the same um, place at the time so it was easy to get together and talk but we had to have an answer that afternoon because i think the mother was looking at books like the next morning and was um due or her due date was within that next week or so um so it was a lot of not hearing or, you know, nothing going on. And then all of a sudden a, a you know, life-changing decision has to be made in, in hours. Uh, so 
yeah, the the roller coaster is is definitely a thing. Other than being difficult and maybe even painful, waiting after having done all the the paperwork and going, through, you know, checking off all the things on the list, what else did you do during that time, or what did you learn during that that period of waiting? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, hard to I, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think again, Carrie, you know, was a big help in that. She would, you know, make visits just for things that we needed to check up on and whatnot, but. Um, this, I mean, this is the part that makes me super emotional. I don't know if I can get through is, um, I just felt like our plan, you know, like what we thought was supposed to be for our family. Um, God's plan was just way better. So, I mean, I think it took a while to get to that point, but I did have a little bit of a, not a little bit. I definitely had a sense of calming, um, and peace about the fact that, hey, what I envisioned in my mind, you know, ever since, you know, probably like a 16-year-old girl that kind of imagines her family, what I had in my mind was, it was not going to look that way. Um, But I knew, I knew that God had a better plan, and it was going to be more amazing. I was just not there yet. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't there yet. So that's the part of waiting, I think was really hard. But at the same time, um, important and also very, I don't know, faith building, I guess. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that, uh, that were on that, that checklist? Some of the things that, that you had to prepare, uh, before, uh, before you could bring a child in, into your home? Well, the, <laughs> the one that I think took us the longest and, um, that we, discussed at length um there's i don't know it was a probably three or four page questionnaire on um what you would accept and what you wouldn't accept Mm. and i think that was kind of the eye-opening part of it it's like we're not here to select you know the perfect child we're here to take what god is or has intended for us so Mm. again just kind of that that faith building moment of it's it's in his hands, not ours. I was going to ask what's most challenging, but I think you've already <laughs> <laughs> poured out your hearts of you know what what seems to have been most challenging about this process. Was there anything else that was that was challenging? Maybe I don't know whether emotionally challenging or or just uh, a, a a lot of work to to prepare for. Um. I mean, I think once we, we kind of had, I think every adoption story is, is super unique. You know, I think Carrie told us that many times and, um, just in the, you know, people we've talked to since, it seems like no story is exactly the same. So, um, I think saying no, you know, um, Ruthie, our daughter, she wasn't the very first one that we were presented with. There were just some other situations that just didn't seem to fit in our family and the way it, it looked and or didn't make us feel comfortable. Like it was the right time to say yes. Um, but at the same time, it's really difficult, especially during that waiting time when that's really what you're waiting for and you're presented with a situation and you have to say no. So I would say that that is also a big challenge. And um, we're actually kind of, you know, we're on the list to do this again. Um I would say for, you know, number two, it's a little easier because now we get to 
we get to choose kind of on Ruthie's behalf. You know, before it just felt like we were choosing for us and now um, we're choosing for her sibling. Um, so I don't even know if choosing is the right word, <laughs> um, you know, but like being presented with some possibilities and I guess choosing to say no or choosing to say yes. Um, this is also kind of one of the, a difficult part of the whole process. What a story. We have more to share. You're listening to the Coffee Hour in our adoption series. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are sharing an adoption series uh, with our wonderful friends from Lutheran Family Service in Iowa. And today, the Hanson family is joining us, sharing their beautiful story today. Travis and Katie are our guests, sharing their story of their first adoption. And and, and you mentioned earlier, Katie, that uh, every adoption story is unique. Um, They're not the same. But what makes your story unique? Is there something about your story that your, your adoption story that you would say is unique? Um, I mean, I think every part of it to us is so unique. You know? <laughs> um, I, I do think, you know, just one of the just maybe kind of basic unique things is that um, for LFS, we were Ruthie's adoption was the first one that they did in Illinois. Um, they were uh, solely did adoptions in Iowa. Um, and she was the very first one that since they had been approved in Illinois, um, for her official adoption. So I think that's very unique. That's cool. Um, they're also kind of expanding, you know, now to, to Nebraska and kind of a little bit more widespread. Um, I also think it's very unique that we were, um, we're in close proximity to where the birth mom lives. So we were actually able to meet, um, with the birth mom three different times before Ruthie was born. Um, So just to have that opportunity to have face-to-face conversations, to get to know the birth mom. um, I was actually in the delivery room when she was born. Um, You know, we were in the hospital like that night, Ruthie was in our room and the birth mom was right across the hall. Um, We were able to share in some of those really intimate, like early moments um, and just have some really cool conversations and get to meet, you know, some of her extended family and friend group. Um, so all of those things to me are super special. And I hope we can, you know, as Ruthie gets older and age appropriate, share those conversations and just let her know what an amazing gift of love, you know, (laughs) on, on both sides of adoption. Um, from, from both angles, from the adoptive parents to the birth parents, birth mom. Um, it's just incredible. What was it like bringing her home? 
Um, there's a unique. <laughs> <that's also unique. laughs> the, the fact that we had to, uh, we were five minutes away from the hospital and we couldn't actually go home until Illinois had finished the paperwork. So we ended up having to travel two hours away um, to Katie's parents' house um, and spent, I think, seven, 10 days there. 10 days. Um, so we couldn't actually bring her home for 10 days, even though we we're less than probably five miles away from, from home where, where she was born. So, mm -hmm. um, but getting her home, I, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> getting everything, you know, figured out at the time, uh, we lived in a pretty quaint little house. So, um, having her right next door to us and, um, you know, being able to, um, I mean, essentially be at her beck and call as soon as we got in the house was, was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you mentioned, uh, your extended family who, who supported you through this process. You mentioned your pastor pointed you to LFS and, uh, the, the staff at LFS, uh, tell us more about the, the people who supported you through your adoption process. I think Carrie Smith, our, our, uh, adoption, I don't know if we ever figured out what we need, what we were yeah. uh, supposed to call our, our adoption agent. Um, she was a huge help, a huge um, emotional support, uh, just confidant, um, gave us great advice throughout, um, you know, eased that waiting period. And we also had um, just a lot of friends. It was a story that we didn't keep to ourselves. We made sure that friends and family were all aware of what we were doing, the process or the part of the process that we were in, um, what was happening within, um, you know, if there was an opportunity or, you know, if we hadn't heard anything for a while. So, um, yeah, it was, I mean, just support throughout the process and it's been, we've had a ton of support since we, um, since Ruthie was born and, and bring her home and I just surrounding her with family, friends and a whole bunch of love. Mm-hmm. What have you learned uh, in this in this process um, that is helpful for other couples and other families who would like to adopt or thinking about adoption? I mean, I think you know, I think there is you know some scary parts to it. Our our relationship with the birth mom was always very good, but um, her extended family was you know not totally on board with adoption the full time. So there were some stretches there where we weren't sure if this was going to go through. Um, but at the same time, like the, the reward in the end is just so rippling in terms of like, you know, we just thought we were going to gain a child through this. And obviously we did, but the effect of the effect of Ruthie on other people has been so strong. Um, and I think, you know, Travis mentioned that support that we felt from, not only our, you know, biological families ourselves, but just our friend groups in so many different avenues and circles that were so supportive. And then just their like immediate love for, for her, um, you know, once they got to meet her and then just still now, um, we even right now we have like a daycare situation where our, our daycare person, like, broke her ankle in two places. So we've just been like kind of scrambling to find people to help us out to, to provide some daycare. And tomorrow, like, a you know, and a lady, a friend of ours from our small group is coming to help us out. Like we just, I just feel so supported by so many people and their, their love, 
you know, just for us as a family has just really been incredible. What you mentioned earlier that uh, you would like to adopt again, what did you learn in that process that will help you uh, as you approach a, a second adoption? You said it, hopefully it'll be easier this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, it's just being patient, um, knowing that it is in God, in God's hands and, and not ours. Um, being able to, um, to, to ride uh, the, the entire process again. And uh, again, it's, it, it, this adoption has completely taken on a different, um, or this phase of, of our second adoption has taken on a different look um, just, you know, because of everything that's going on in the world. Um, so we don't know what, what the um, process and procedures are for this. So it's, a, it's another unknown, which is kind of crazy. We thought we had it all down and um, <laughs> knew what to expect. And then, you know, just a, a huge curveball gets thrown into it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be easier. We, it's just a little more expected, I guess, uh, <laughs> of, of what we're going to go through. Yeah. I think we're prepared to, again, you know, ride whatever roller coaster this is. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there'll definitely be some stretches along the way and, but the wait time isn't as grueling. Um, I don't feel like right now, just because first of all, Ruthie, you know, consumes us and is a, a little <laughs> bit of a deterrent, you know, and that's <laughs> just waiting. Um, but then also just to know, you know, that, that God has a plan and, and we're ready to, you know, abide by that, whatever that is. It sounds like you've learned a lot of patience in the, the process, in the adoption process. And uh, as new parents, uh, <laughs> that's a wonderful <laughs> gift to have. <laughs> oh, what a, a beautiful story. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to share this story with us and uh, that, that Ruthie has a wonderful family uh, to, to grow in now and hopefully maybe some siblings, uh, a sibling or, to join her in the not so distant future. I'm so glad that Lutheran Family Service was a great partner for you in this and that your pastor pointed you to them. Uh, it w- just a, what, what a, a joy to hear pastors pointing to a great resource like this and uh, to hear that, that your pastor did that for you. Travis, Katie, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today and sharing this beautiful adoption story with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.